Hey, what's up, everybody on the internet? If you not if you've been listening to us, you know that we do this show called the PlayStation Report every week. And if you're here, you already know that. That is true. Yeah. We're in the same room for the second week in a row. That is a record. That is a record. I took a lot of vacation time. You did. And it's turning out to maybe not be exactly worth it. I'm not seeing as many people as I thought I would. But, you know, it's just, it's been a relaxing, slacking off time. Yeah, those times are nice. Like, I, I took off the Tuesday of E3. Probably shouldn't have, but I did, and it was worth it. And we'll get into more of why it was worth it later. But yeah, I don't know. What you been up to? I've been, uh... Well, hmm. I've been playing some games. I've been uh, looking on that Steam sale. I think you might need to get closer to that mic. These recording levels. Oh. Yeah, you, you need to eat the mic on these. Eat it. Eat it. Eat it, baby. Eating pussy. I ain't eating any pussy, man. This is... It's been a dry spell for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, this is a show about video games. Games we've been playing. Anything really remarkable happened this week for you? It's been a really... We we had some fun this week. We went out and saw Rise Against, Thrice, yes. and Deftones. Check yes. that off your bucket list. Yes. That was a fantastic show. Um, a lot of assholes there. Yeah. Trashed the place. And I've never seen so many people smoking and vaping in my entire life. It was pretty bad. Uh, but, you know, the music was good. That, that's kind of why you go. Thrice was great. Three Trap Tigers, if you don't know them, they opened up. They were pretty cool. Uh, kind of like a, a progressive band. And then um, Rise Against was great. Rise Against was very energetic. And Deftones was extremely, extremely loud. But it was, it was great. It was worth it. Absolutely. I, I had a lot of fun and, you know, I like having a lot of fun. It's yeah. it's good to have fun once in a while. Yeah. And my legs hurt very bad. Basically, the show, we saw it at uh, Penn's Landing, the festival pier in, in Philly. And it's basically a parking lot that they dump sand on. Yeah. But, I mean, it was cool. It's right on the Delaware River and and... and I, I enjoyed it. I think it's a very neat venue. And for how many shows that I've been to in Philly, I'm surprised I, I wasn't there yet. That was the first time I was there. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I I don't come up here very often to Pennsylvania in general, and I definitely go to, don't go to Philly that often. That might have been like my third or fourth time in the city. And uh, I, I like that place. I I mean, I, I probably should see other places, too, but I, I enjoyed that venue. Yeah, definitely. Deftones was so loud that when the drummer would hit their kick drum, the arms or the hair on your arms and legs would actually move. Mm. I've never, ever experienced that before. Yeah, it's it was intense. Definitely. That That's what I'd say about it. Yeah. Oh, boy. It was good. It was it. good. It's, it. it's been a good week, Tyler. Yeah. It's been it's been all right. Yeah. And it's been a while. It's been 
this is probably a long stint between them hearing us because we did release that one episode, I think, on a Wednesday. Yeah. And now they're not getting another one. It's like they have to wait an extra two days this time. Oh, no. Oh, we're in a post E3 world. And I'll be completely honest with you. I'm kind of tired of talking about E3. Yeah, so am I. Like, I just feel exhausted from listening to video game podcasts and talking about E3 because I love listening to video game podcasts and that's what I listen to the most, but everybody is talking about the same thing, which Mm. is E3 and they're all kind of saying the same shit and it just gets kind of exhausting, you know? Yeah. You, you just have to like, you have to diversify your podcasts. Definitely. Definitely. So yeah, but I'm, I'm ready to stop talking about E3 and the hype and all that stuff and to start, Talking about this, yeah, talking about what's coming this fall, what's... Yeah. Stop talking about E3, start talking about what E3 brought us. Yes. And what it's bringing us. Absolutely. And this this week was a special one. Yes. So let's just get into the games we've been playing, man. I'll start us off here. I I have completed quite a few games. Yeah. Using that vacation time. Using that vacation time just to sit on my ass on the couch. There's nothing wrong with that, man. It's great. Note, there are spiders in that house. And I thought I was safe from this spider that crawled behind the couch. Mm. My jacket was laying on the couch. Oh, no. I put on my jacket. Spider crawls out on my hand. I crush the fucking spider out of fear. Like Out of like, fear for my life, I crush this goddamn spider in my hand. Yikes. Not cool, man. Spiders is the like the number one thing in the world that freaks me the fuck out the most. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I was never really scared of spiders growing up, but like they just know. Like my my Beyonce, <laughs> she cups them. She will take a cup and put the cup over top of them and trap them and then put like a piece of paper underneath the cup or something and then slide them and throw them outside. I'm like, no. I mean, I know it's part of the the animal kingdom and they have a purpose, but they don't belong in my house, man. Mm -hmm. That's like if someone came into my house, you have a right to fucking do something about it. Same Mm. thing with spiders, Mm. man. Mm. I have a right to do Mm. something about it. They're fucking getting squashed. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about this uh, elevating spiders to human level right here. (laughs) Uh, They are they are primal beasts. They are. Yeah. There's not really any bad spiders that live around here, for the most part. There's some. Oh, this one was like a really thick black spider, small, okay. thick black spider. Right. Nope. And there was another spider, almost complete opposite. It was like, it was a white spider with these long ass legs. Nope. Okay. And you could nope. see, you could see its fangs were black. Nope. 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 Mm. Mm. Gosh, it's giving me chills just talking about it. I it was in the shower. Yo, no. <laughs> like when no you're way. most vulnerable. Yeah. Naked. Nope. Mm. Not my thing, man. Enough Fuck about that. enough about shower spiders. <laughs> um, let's get into the games I played this week. I finally finished Darksiders, the War Mastered Edition. Yeah. Really enjoyed that game. Saw you were downloading it when I came over here. All thirty-eight gigs of it. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> it was it was a fun game. I I think I clocked in around twenty-three hours when I beat it. Like, I I really enjoyed my playthrough of the game. It's. So I've never played a God of War. You'll probably have a better perspective on where this rates against that. But I, I really enjoyed it. I, I think 
this kind of character action kind of deal. It has some light RPG elements where you can like upgrade some of your attacks to give them more power, more um, just more range. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's that sounds very God of War. Yeah, because that that's God of War. You get like all these different weapons and magic, and you can upgrade them as you kill mm-hmm. shit and stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, that it, cool. it encourages you to use like these items that you think of as utility items in combat like there's this one grappling hook kind of thing where it can pull enemies towards you if the enemy's bigger than you it'll pull you towards the enemy mm. there you go and some of the boss fights actually play in really nicely to your equipment like there's this one boss fight where you have to use this basically it's a portal gun and you have to use it to maneuver around a boss to get to its weak point mm. it's pretty cool yeah, I, I really like it good. and I like the lore around it it's kind of cool yeah you you play as one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse Mm -hmm. and it's about this fight between heaven and hell pretty awesome i like it that sounds pretty epic i'm excited to play it i mean it looks like something that'll be kind of up my alley and everything so yeah sounds good um i also beat cosmic star heroin i bought this game it came out earlier this year i bought it i played a little bit of it but uh now that I was on vacation, I had some time to really sit down. It's a JRPG uh, with some interesting new kind of mechanics. You get, uh, so you have a weapon and a shield and an accessory. Your weapon is kind of just that. It gives you like certain buffs and stuff. Um, your shield actually gives you like these programs that you use to fight them. It's basically like different sets of magic that are attached to these different shields you use. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just like combining those with like your weapon and just trying to find out like which stat increases with your weapons are going to work best with which shields and which characters are optimally like specced out to do that. It's, it's just, I like the strategy of that and it's really a good, it's just a good story too. Um, you play as this, uh, Alyssa who's a part of this spy agency and, uh, you turn, it turns out they're not that great. Kind of like most spy agencies in the world, they aren't that they aren't that uh, prim and proper. No. And uh, yeah, it's just I I really enjoyed the journey it took me through. That one's about a fourteen hour game, and I did everything. I got the platinum number yeah. t- platinum number twenty three for me. I'm pulling away from you on trophies big time you, this you week. You really are. You really are. I think I got to thirty six hundred thirty. Wow. Trophies yeah. total. You're. There was a point a few months ago where we were like within a hundred, mm-hmm. and then I and freaked the fuck out. Yeah, now now it's like a three hundred trophy gap. It's crazy, but yeah, that's that's awesome. Is the, I mean, is the platinum easy to get? Oh, uh, so it is if you play it thoroughly. Mm. Like you have to go beat some optional bosses. Um. You have to go find all the crew members that you can recruit because in addition to your party, you can use a certain crew member as a support uh, and they give you different uh, bonuses that way. Like one of the one of the stats you use during combat is style. And like, for example, like there's this crew member that increases the style you have at the beginning of the battle and style increases your attack power, increases your ability power. And it's just and you can use it in like certain burst abilities and it's just a good good stat to have. Yeah. Got it's good to have a lot of style. Yeah. Style's a good thing. Does this have a uh Persona 5 like thing where if your main hero dies, it's a game over? Or? No. 
Okay. That's no, cool. it's not. It's not annoying like that. Yeah. <laughs> Although it is a very easy game, I played it on the normal difficulty, um, and I didn't really have much of a challenge. There were there's this one optional boss, the Cthulhu. You have to fight, um, and that that's like the hardest boss in the game and that one took me a couple tries i had to come back after i was leveled up because i tried to fight it in the first half of the game and you're it says before you approach it you might want to save before you do this because you're not supposed to do it yet mm. but yeah i i found out a strategy to beat that thing and it was pretty awesome gotta have those strats yeah you get a you actually amass quite a few different party members you can have up to four party members your main hero and then three others that you get to choose from, and there's a lot of different combinations that work well. Yeah, but I like it. I like I like Cosmic Star Heroin. It has my seal of approval. I I like the length of it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's fourteen not a, hours for an RPG is awesome to me. Like yeah. RPGs don't have to be these massive fifty to hundred hour adventures. That's why I like uh, Stick of Truth so mm-hmm. much. It's only like a ten hour game, and it's awesome. You know. Yeah, you could totally beat Cosmic Star Heroin in like ten to twelve hours if you're just if you're just going through the main stuff. And man, I just I just like it. I I like it a lot. Yeah, sounds good. Um, the last game I played, I guess I didn't beat, but because it just released this week, uh, Dungeon Defenders Two. Now, I believe it was revealed at E three twenty fifteen, or it's been out on PC since then. I can't remember which, but I, I feel like this game was at a PSX. And you might be right. I think it was PSX 2015. You might be I right about seeing it. it, but but it's out right now on PC, PS4, Xbox One. Um, it's a co-op game where you it's a tower defense game, but you play as a hero, mm. and you build your defenses, and each hero has different defenses they can build. Um, they all have different abilities and stuff. You get basically it hands you the first four heroes for free, um, and then you can pay your you can either pay your way or grind your way to get the other heroes. It's a free to play game, so it's really accessible. There's a, there were a ton of people. Their servers were, weren't having it at first because there were a lot of people playing it, as happens to free to play games. You know, yeah. everyone just wants to jump on yeah. whatever's free. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. You play through these levels. Uh, you f- at the end of each level, there's a, like this boss character. There's a whole campaign to it, and then you do like these chaos trials, which are really cool. Like you fight, like the enemies get different attributes and stuff. They become re- resistant to certain kinds of uh, damage. Yeah, it's it's a really cool co-op game, and I like it. Yeah, I I I feel like I say I like games a lot, but. When I don't like a game, you just don't hear about me talking about it. Yeah. But yeah. It's true. It's it's good. Probably my favorite free-to-play game right now. Yeah. I don't remember the last free-to-play game I played. Probably Paragon. That's it's free-to-play, sort of. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's awesome. Uh, I've played a lot of things, and I just want to step back to... The Monday or Sunday of E3. Mm-hmm. We're having a blast. We're drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. We play a little bit of Mario Kart 8 on Switch. Mm-hmm. And I dominate. Mm. Then we go on and we play that Wipeout Omega Collection on PS4. Mm. 
first time I've ever played Wipeout, domination for mm. me. Just domination. I won like what five races in a row. My I'm, first I'm five uncomfortable. races. I'm uncomfortable about uh, this. It, it was uh, it was amazing. <laughs> Ended up winning our whole tournament. First time I ever played. It was great. Uh. Wipeout's great. I, I I still have yet to pick it up, but I will soon. Uh, but then the next day, Monday, we had another Mario Kart 8 tournament mm-hmm. and you got me back. Yeah. It came down to literally the last lap, the last race and you you passed me kind of on the last lap, I believe. Yeah. And and, and we, I dodged a green shell. Yep. And we finished 1-2 and you got me back. So, yeah. Anyways, um so that was cool. Uh so I beat Dishonored 2. I beat Dishonored 2 in like a day and a half. And Literally the Tuesday of E3, I got up, played Dishonored 2, watched Nintendo stuff, and then played Dishonored 2 from like 1.30 till, I don't fucking know, 11 at night, probably. Uh, that is a fantastic game, and I think it is leagues better than the first one. Um and it's in just for a few reasons. I mean, it, it plays a lot like the first one. Um, you know, it's kind of open mission design. You kind of go about it any way you want. You explore and stealth, chaos, whatever you want. Uh, I played as Emily. I found her powers to be very awesome. Way cooler than, than Corvo's in the first game. Although, I almost kind of want to play through this game again with Corvo stuff and then I could really really compare them since you know you're kind of playing through the same levels and all that stuff um but the story is interesting to me it it just comes down to the level design the level design in Dishonored 2 I mean you you mentioned this back playing a few months ago is just it's off the charts man it's you know Clockwork Mansion is amazing a crack in a slab is an amazing mission uh I think it's the second to last when you're at some palace or whatever. Um, that area is so fun to explore. Like Karnaka is a beautiful place. It It's just more memorable. Like I can't really remember a lot of the levels from Dishonored 1. They all kind of felt I, I just remember like that similar. first, that same level that you just keep going through doing different objectives in different parts. Like yeah. in, in Kirkwall. Yeah. It's just like they reused a lot of the same level in the first game. Yeah, they did. It, and every level in Dishonored 2 feels very distinct, very well thought out. And it, it's great. And I, I just found everything to be better. I found, you know, being able to stealth around to be better. I found, you know, going around and finding the runes and the bone charms to be better. I found um, the combat, the hand-to-hand combat. I, I'm a chaos guy. You know, I, I like sneaking around, but if shit hits the fan, I will murder everybody, and that's fine. Uh, I found that combat to be way better in this game, and it's fun. It is a super enjoyable game. I'm in the way it leaves off. I'm very excited for that. Uh, Death of the Outsider. Oh yeah, it's standalone, so mm. that'll yeah. be good. Um, another game that I played quickly was I started that Kingdom Hearts. 1.5, 2.5 HD collection. I started two. I just went through out there. I played through two before a few years ago. And I think two Kingdom Hearts two has the worst opening to a video game I've ever played. It, Expound. It's, it's I mean, the story 
part of it is sort of interesting, but it is so slow. It is so monotonous and just boring and repetitive. And what they have you doing is awful. And it's like four hours long before you even get to play Sora and really get into to the game. Uh, it's it's just a frustrating opening. And, and I wish with something like this, you just could have the option to skip it. But yeah, but I'm going to continue with that because it's too... When when Kingdom Hearts 2 actually gets going, it is an incredible game. So looking forward to to getting into that more. Um played some of that Call of Duty Black Ops 3 Zombie Chronicles DLC that came out recently. Ooh. Um so this DLC is eight old school zombies maps that they remastered and they didn't really rework them. They just redid the visuals and then um, they put Black Ops 3 weapons on there, although there still are like old school Black Ops 1 weapons. Like uh, we played the very first zombies map that knocked what knocked Deer and Toten, I believe. Um, that map is still fucking cool. And, you know, you can still get like the MP40, the STG on there, but then you can also get Black Ops 3 weapons and it gets pretty, pretty intense. And, uh, I think Black Ops 3 Zombies is one of the things of this generation that I just feel I didn't put enough time into. And playing this and going back to these maps just reinvigorates my interest in zombies because these zombies maps are the best zombies maps. The, the World at War... And Black Ops maps are just, all of them are awesome. And uh, we only got to play, uh, just because of time, we played the first map, so knocked Deer into it, and we played Kino, which is the map that Black Ops 1 launched with. Still an awesome map. They fixed a, a few little, like, advantages that you could get, because you could turn the teleporter on, teleport up until the room, and then all the zombies used to like congregate in one area mm-hmm. and you could just chuck grenades down there. They fix that. They don't, the zombies don't do that anymore. Mm. So that kind of stinks, but you know, and then we played uh moon, which was a black ops one DLC map and moon. I think to date is the best zombies map ever made. It It's, it's as complicated as I want zombies to get. And, you know, as you go into Black Ops 2 and Black Ops 3, like, I still like some of those maps, and I feel there's a lot of unlocked potential that, you know, we never got to. But the thing is, is that zombies then became way too complicated, and it became all about having to do the Easter egg to really enjoy it. Um, And in Black Ops 3 specifically the zombies just get way too aggressive way too early. And that doesn't happen as often. They still like in knocked and Toten, the, the zombies take forever to get to the, the, uh, area in the first five rounds. Let's just say it's still the same way in this. And if you play a black ops three map, shadow of evil or whatever, um, 
like they're running at you at like round five. Mm-hmm. It's in like that just that stuff just sort of sucks because it's really easy in these early maps to just be able to run a loop and to get into a really good intense fight of survival and seeing how long you can get or, you know, really just it's, it's you know, making a crawler and just going doing a few things. You could still do that in the Black Ops three maps. It just has become a lot harder and a little bit more complicated to me. You know, I still want to give them more of a shot, but these maps are great. I'm looking forward to playing a lot more of them because, I mean, Moon specifically looks amazing. They really did an amazing job of doing, uh, bringing the visuals up to, you know, 2017. So I like it. It's, it's something that I'm definitely going to be playing a lot more. Um, it's cool. And also, you know, I felt, playing this I, I you know started diving into the that whole gobble gum thing and all mm-hmm. those upgrades some of them are fucking wild like uh i ended up getting one where if i had that gobble gum the next gun i bought off the wall was already pack a punched so it was already like an amazing weapon and i had that on the first map nocturne toten and there was no pack a punch back then mm-hmm. but i was able to pack a punch a weapon on that map mm-hmm. and i was just destroying everybody it was it was it was great it's a fun time um and then we played another game oh it's yes definitely we did. the biggest release of the week it's a game that kind of snuck up on us a little bit i oh. think i think it's the, the whole e3 thing kind of like created this cloud yes. in our vision yeah and I we'll get into it. We played Next Machina, yes. which is the next game from Housemark. We love Housemark. Not a sequel to Ex Machina. No, <laughs> definitely not. There's no like naked crazy robots or anything and a dude with a beard living mm. in the mountains by himself. Um Yeah, it's it's the next game from Housemark. Housemark makes fantastic games. Resogun, which is still one of the best games of the generation um dead nation that was great alienation which was good this game next machina is kind of like the evolution of resogun in a way you're now you're not a ship anymore you're not going around in circles or anything but um you're you're a dude on the ground they're sending a lot of enemies to you you go through you're still saving humans the announcer is still pretty much the same of like all humans saved human lost like the same fucking mm-hmm. voice and stuff and y- y- yeah it's a it's an arcade twin stick shooter fuck shit up get powers you know see how far you can get see how you know combos intense boss fights all that stuff and instead of just one level that you're going around in a circle on for example and it's in stages and the stages get more intense you're going it's like little mini sections. Each level's broken down into like what, 15 or 16 sections with a boss at the end. And you go through the boss, the each section, you, you know, take everybody out, you save all the humans. You maybe find a new power up, a new weapon, um, a secret level, which somehow I got into and, you know, secret humans, all that stuff. And yeah, it's score chaser. It is extremely intense. So, I, I just love, like, the DNA of where this game is coming from. Um, originally, uh, Housemark releases Resogun, which is 
based on Defender, which is an old arcade game yeah. created by Eugene Jarvis. They teamed up with Eugene Jarvis to make this game, initially codenamed the Jarvis Project. And this is what we get. And it is just, it is amazing what, just the kind of arcade DNA that's in this game. There's the whole, like, there are different ways to score points. Like, you, there are b- ways to score bonus points. Yep. And it's, yep. it's just... And it gets freaking bonkers towards the end, <laughs> almost like an arcade game where it seems like they're trying to take lives from you. Yeah, <laughs> literally. And I mean, I'm only playing on rookie just to get used to the mechanics and, and how this game plays and everything. And even then, some of the later levels get pretty fucking intense. And you you, you were showing me a boss fight on experience. Yep. And that's like the second difficulty out of four. And it was insane. Mm hmm. You know, it's that type of stuff. It's just pure gameplay. It is. And it's pure gameplay. It's pure skill. And, you know, if you're struggling, you know why you're fucking up and you can just keep on trying. You know, if you die, it gets right back into it, mm-hmm. which is good. And, it, it you know, it has that same exact addictive nature that Resogun had. Mm-hmm. Where Resogun was just like... One more level, we can nail this. One more time, we can do this type of thing. And this is the same exact thing to me, you know? Yeah, it's a lot harder than Resogun, I'll say. Absolutely. I, I can agree with that. Because I'm not sure if I'll be able to platinum this game. Because you have to beat the entire game, which is six worlds on Experienced. I think it's five worlds on uh, Rookie. Mm. Um, And you have to beat it without using a continue so you can't die well right? you get three lives yeah you can't run out of your lives you can't run out of lives wow that's that's got to be difficult and then you have to beat it on veteran you only get 10 continues yeah and then master you have to beat the first level but you get no continues yeah and master's probably master insane. you do you remember in uh Resogun, the highest difficulty where they shoot revenge bullets. Yeah. That's what happens uh, in Master. And there's also, you know, the, the higher difficulty you get, which is an amazing thing because, and they were so good at that with their other games, especially Resogun, of like a boss on one difficulty, it's still the same boss on another, but it is actually completely different mm-hmm. because of the tactics and, you know, what they can do now. Mm-hmm. And you really have to change how you fought them before. And and it, this game does the same exact thing. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's a fucking brilliant game. Housemark has something really special on their hands. Uh, they've been making a lot of really good games ever since Stardust. They have, they have, of course, Stardust. They have Resogun. They have Alienation, Dead Nation. And I see it's, it's just great because it you know what you're going to get from housemark you're going to get pure gameplay um if it's a nation game like alienation dead nation you get that uh top-down tactical kind of well not tactical but you're running through a level mm-hmm. doing objectives but if you're playing like resogun or stardust or or now next machina you get this arcade experience yeah in you know the arcade mode is cool there's an arena mode where you can just kind of play one level and see how high mm-hmm. of a score you can get, and you unlock tokens to rank up so you can unlock other shit. Um, 
And it seems like they're going to be doing weekly challenges. Yeah. I think that's what they're setting up to do. Yeah. Um, and I hope they release more cosmetics because what they have right now, it's okay. You can change color. You can change like what your uniform looks like. You can change the color of your bullets, which is, which is probably going to be the first thing I go for is switching over to a different color of bullet. Um, but I, I just wish there was more there. Yeah. And another thing that I don't mean to harp on it too much, but it, it's only local multiplayer. Yes. And that is a massive bummer because mm-hmm. we would spend forever playing Resogun. We played through Dead Nation together. Alienation is, you know, I mean, we're going to play local co-op after this podcast is over. But, you know, that that's a huge bummer. I, I hope that's something that they're working on. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think I understand because in Resogun, we did have problems sometimes yeah. with their with their net code. Um, so maybe that's something that they're trying to improve before they actually release it, which fine. Yeah, that, that's, that's something I hope, hope they do improve on if they do have an online multiplayer component. Yeah. Cause I can see us honestly playing this game just about as much as Resogun. Oh yeah. <laughs> we played when, a lot when of Resogun. online co-op happens and yeah, we did. And we never fucking beat that commando mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still lose us one day. We'll just go back to it, and we'll just bang it out. Mm-hmm. It'll be fantastic. Yeah, one day. Maybe after we're done playing this, because this is a lot harder than that. Yeah, exactly. Build build our skills up of twin stick goodness. It, it's, a, it's a fantastic game. It's also a very beautiful game. More beautiful than it needed to be. Yeah, and it's almost to its detriment, because certain levels, you know, there'll be, like, lasers that are laid out that the enemy you know, certain types of enemies shoot out and the only way through them is to dash through them. And sometimes it literally just fades into the level almost mm-hmm. with, with the colors that surround it and everything. There was multiple times where I was just running around shooting shit and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go over here and boom, I died. And I'm like, what did I die from? And then I'm going around, I do it again, then boom, I die. And I'm like, what the hell? And then I finally realize, oh, there's a laser there. I just didn't see it because it totally blended into the level. It, but it's a beautiful game. I love its art style. I, another thing... Resogun nailed it with the fucking soundtrack. Oh, this one and is... This mm. has such a fucking thumping soundtrack. I love it. You know, it really... When you're in the zone, this soundtrack just feels incredible and makes the game that much better. So, so that's, the, that's the thing that actually kept me going. Like, I stayed up the Tuesday night. Uh, this came out, and I played, I played through it on Experienced. And, um, or maybe it was Wednesday night. I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, but I I played through it on experienced and I got to the last boss, which you saw it's fucking insane. And I had like 68 continues or something, something crazy like that. And when I was done, I had like thir- I lost basically I lost like 30 continues on this. And it just kept me kept me going like this soundtrack was like, God damn it, I need to do it this run. I need to fucking do it this run. And like soundtrack just fed into me. Like, I need to fucking do this. This is fucking... This is the epic thing I need to do this week. Yeah, I agree. Another very nitpicky thing to me is with arcade mode, which is sort of, you know, like the story thing. You're Mm -hmm. going through all the levels, beating bosses and stuff. And you can do it in just the arena mode as well, but the arcade mode is literally, like, if you quit out, it's done. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you can't pick up where you're, you left off. I thought you could do that, but... Yeah, you have to you commit some time if you want yeah. to play through an arcade. And I imagine it's it's not a very long game. 
I mean, I was on the fourth or fifth level. I might have actually been on the last level last night and should have just finished mm-hmm. it, but it was like one in the morning, and I'm like, I need to get to bed. But That's this game what this is game so does good. to you. Yeah. It's great. And we have Matterfall oh, coming up yeah. in like two months, mm-hmm. pretty much. Another Housemark game. We'll see how that one turns out. They're just pumping them out, man. Yeah. I mean, I honestly think that Housemark is one of the best developers in games, period. Mm-hmm. Like, they just make amazing games that have that are so simple to get into, yet so hard to master. Like, they just embody that to me. Because their games, like, it's very easy to just get into them and start shooting shit on a low difficulty. But if you really want to get good at it, you know, it takes a lot of skill to to get good at their games and it's you know it's fucking awesome i love it man so there's one thing that they could do better like and you were kind of hinting at it first sometimes you don't know what killed you i i i kind of wish they'd take like a take a note out of a geometry wars book where whatever killed you like just stays there and just pulses for a second to show you what killed you yeah I that, can, that's I that's a really cool that. feature that uh, geometry wars does that i kind of yeah. wish that uh next machina did yeah I can agree with that one. It's great. Mm. Even the bosses kind of, when you get to different stages of the boss, they kind of explode like Resogun does and mm-hmm. a bunch of different particles and it looks pretty. And mm. I love it. It's, it's amazing. Check out Next Machina. It sucks. I, I hate when this game came out. Mm-hmm. I really do. Because I just feel like not as many people are talking about it and it will get completely overlooked. Yeah, you know, I will be championing championing this game on the internet in weeks to come. Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely one of my favorite games of the year. Just looking at my laptop right now, it's reminding me of Next Machina. I know, I know. Huh. It's got that coloration. Yeah. Um, that's all. That's all I played. It was nice to to play some shit recently. Yeah. So, video games are fun. They are very. But it's time. To talk about the news about video games. Do 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 do. Let's start with some numbers, Tyler. Let's do it. We got some May 2017 NPD numbers here. Got the top 20 games for May 2017. These are across all platforms. Results may vary if you are looking at a specific platform, but I'll get us from 20 to 11. You get us from 10 to 1. At number 20, FIFA 17. Number 19, Minecraft. At number 18, Near Automata. Awesome. At number 17, Battlefield 1. At 16, Farpoint, a VR game, is charting on NPD. It's awesome. At number 15, Mass Effect Andromeda. At number 14, Call of Duty Black Ops 3. At number 13, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. At number 12, Horizon Zero Dawn. And at number 11, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. Uh, awesome to see Farpoint in Nier Automata still on there. Awesome to see Farpoint on there at all. Um, interesting to see Black Ops 3 almost outselling Infinite Warfare at this point. You know, kind of not surprising, but, you know. I didn't put it in the news, but did you see... Oh, wait, no, I did put it in the news. It's probably not worth talking about a lot, but Mm, did you see that Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered is actually going to get a retail release? Apparently, 
apparently that next box week. looks legit. Yeah, it, it does look legit. It's apparently next week, I think, July 27th. Oh, it isn't June 27th. What am I saying? Mm. We're in June. Jumping um, months. It'll apparently be $40 is what the rumor is. So there you go. Uh, makes sense. It'll be interesting to see if that charts, mm-hmm. <laughs> if at all. Um, yeah. Anyways, at number 10, we have Overwatch. Nine, MLB The Show 17. Uh, eight, NBA 2K17. Seven, Fire Emblem Echoes Shadow of Valentia. Six, Tom Clancy's Rainbow, or Ghost Recon Wildlands. Five, Prey. Four, Legends of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Three, Grand Theft Auto. Five. God damn. Two, Mario Kart 8. And number one for the month of May 2017 is Injustice 2. Mm, a it's fighting it. game. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of the only major game that I feel came out in May. Makes sense. Uh, and Injustice 2 apparently is a great game. So it's good, it's good to see Injustice 2 up there. I can't believe that Grand Theft Auto Five is at number three. It that's just insane. And, and nothing uh, makes sense, Tyler. Nothing. No, it doesn't. And you know, I'm sure a lot of people are buying this game for GTA Online, and now there's a whole kerfuffle over that um, with Take Two not allowing mods anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, garbage shit. Um, it just blows my mind that that game is just that high up in the charts. Still, awesome to see Prey on there though. Number five, we've talked about Prey to great lengths. Yes. It's awesome to see it on there. So interesting month. I think uh, it was a down month, though. Um, software was down, I think, like 20%. Mm-hmm. And that's mostly because Uncharted 4, Overwatch, and Doom came out last May. Yeah. I mean, that's a those are some heavy hitters right there. So that makes sense. Also, I think, you know, hardware increased year over year. Uh, by 7%. So that's mm. not bad. And I also saw that Steam sales were down by like 48% last month or some shit. Mm. It's kind of weird. Um, and then uh, the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One are only outpacing the PS3 and 360 now by 29%. So that number is drastically decreasing mm. as time goes on here. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, where... They might end up. I don't know if they end up around the same numbers as last gen. I mean, Xbox probably won't, but who knows? We shall see. We still have a few years in this console generation. I yeah, feel definitely, and you know these new mid-cycle up upgrades might inject some, you know, more longevity into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely, which, I mean, something we're going to talk about later, like the software is kind of at an all-time high oh, for yeah. this generation, in my opinion. Like, we are in the meat and fucking potatoes of this generation right now. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. But we'll get to that later. All right. Well, if you, uh, if you like numbers, we bring them to you all the time. But one number in particular matters to me the most. Yes. I don't know what that number is. I, 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 I don't know what you're trying to get at. <laughs> I don't know what I'm getting at either. Let's your, talk about Overwatch. Your, your uh, competitive <laughs> ranking in Overwatch. Yeah, that that's, a number, that's a number that matters a lot to me. Yeah. Uh, Overwatch's new map, Horizon Lunar Colony, is live right now. You mm-hmm. can play it. Uh, our 
buddy Sam says it's a very good map. So there you go. And also, Blizzard is drastically changing the loot box system. So you'll get a lot of lot less um, uh, duplicates, apparently. And if you get duplicates, you'll get a lot more currency out of it. That is a very good thing because at least at the point that we're at, level-wise, haven't played this game for a long time, getting a lot of duplicates, mm-hmm. a lot of duplicates. And, and also the Heroes of the Storm skins uh, that were exclusive if you played Heroes of the Storm are now getting thrown in. All right. It's good. I am I'm I like these changes. I'm excited to play a new map. It's been a while since we've had a new map, and it's good yeah. to see that they know that. Yeah. I would say I would like more maps in Overwatch than Heroes right now. Mm. Yeah, I yeah, I'm itching for more maps. Uh I'm still learning a few heroes. Still learning. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's why. Like, I feel like I still have a lot left to learn and master with a lot of the heroes in Overwatch, and I just would love new maps to play on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, let's stick with Blizzard here just for a moment. Talk about a game we both love a lot. Diablo 3. We're getting the Rise of the Necromancer DLC next week. Pretty soon. Didn't announce it at E3 because they're assholes. They didn't want to give me a fucking prediction point. Nope. But here we have it. Diablo 2's Necromancer class is coming forward to Diablo 3. And I'm really excited about it. It's going to cost us 15 bucks on all platforms. There's also an update going along with this that has changes for anyone who, whether or not you buy the thing. Um, new uh, challenge uh, rifts and all that good stuff. I'm really excited to play the Necromancer. I'm really excited just to get back into Diablo 3 again. Yeah, the price is kind of iffy, mostly. I mean, you're basically paying $15 for just a character. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot you can do with it. You'll get a lot of longevity out of it and stuff. Um, but it's almost worth it to me just, like you said, to get back into Diablo 3. Maybe we do another run of that game or just start running riffs again. Mm-hmm. You know. Just to bring freshness to it, because Diablo 3, I think, is is probably still one of the best games you can buy on a PlayStation 4. Oh, yeah. I it's, mean, it's definitely it's got a lot of bang for your buck there. Yeah. That loot grind, those challenge rifts, and now they have seasons on consoles. Yep. There's a lot to do in Diablo 3. Yeah. It's, a, it's a nice package. It is. And, man, I would love a brand new, large reaper souls like expansion to this game though i know we probably won't get it they really only do like one expansion per diablo but damn either that or diablo 4 bring it blizzard you know it's not Very really a, away, it's not though. it's not a good idea to get me hard this early in the podcast ah <laughs> uh. yeah man that's that's the thing that won't happen for a very long time but man it will be glorious when it does Speaking of glorious things, IO Interactive recently came out saying some good news that they have retained the Hitman IP. That's a very good thing. Hitman was a very good game, and it still is a very good game. And um, other news that I didn't really, I shouldn't really have a whole segment for, you can actually play the first bit of uh, Hitman for free right now. Yep. 
and it's also on sale. For it like, is what twenty four bucks, I think, on PSN. We'll get to the sale. Steam. We'll get to the sale late, later, but yeah. yeah, it is included on the on the sales around the internet on yeah. PSN, Steam, maybe even on Xbox Live. Yeah, it, it's very good that IO was able to keep the IP in. You know, so now they you they're going to be working as an independent studio now. Yeah, and they have something that is, you know, people love and that they can still put out and make more content for another season. Keep the lights on now, being an independent studio and Hitman's a great IP. They made a fantastic Hitman game. It's awesome that Square let them have this. I, I would love to be a fly on the wall in those negotiations. Mm-hmm. Like, did IO really have to? pry it from square or was square just like no fuck this ip we don't want it anymore like what the fuck are we gonna do with it yeah i mean because they really just kind of threw io to the side and was Mm -hmm. like we don't really care about you anymore so maybe they did just give up the hitman ip because they didn't value it Mm -hmm. like they do their other stuff and who knows i mean i'm glad that they're independent and they still have it um another thing that i saw on the twitterverse um, they're, they're next, they have an elusive target out right now in Hitman, and if you play Hitman, you know what that is, and if you don't, you should figure it out. Um, but their next elusive target is going to be the last one of Season 1, so I kind of expect to hear some news on this soon, whether they're going to do a Season 2 or if they're going to make an entire new game. I, I suspect they make a Season 2 built yeah. on the same stuff they have, that's, that's the cheaper option, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, more Hitman, more Hitman. Yeah, and... I think it, you know, the the episodic strategy, I think, worked and didn't work. I think it worked from a buzz standpoint. I think it might not have worked as well from a sales standpoint. Um, but I think that they could definitely still work with that episodic thing, even still being independent with a season two, mm-hmm. you know, because there's people know how good season one turned out to be that they will be definitely up for season two and more more Hitman. So mm. hopefully we'll get it here soon. I don't know. Who knows? Mm. Actually, I don't want it soon. There's mm. too much shit coming mm. out. Yeah. Uh, this Let's might, this might not for... be a good year to release a video game. No. Let's just save it for next year. <laughs> but even then, next year's not shaping up to be, a, yeah. be great either. Mm. So who knows? Mm. When do you put out games? I don't know. Fuck it. Where do you find the space, the intellectual space to get in people's minds about your game? It's it's getting harder and harder. Yeah. Games releasing throughout the year, including Uncharted The Lost Legacy coming here real soon. Yep. Got an interview about the legacy of Uncharted and where it's going to go. Rumor has it, it might continue without Nathan Drake. Makes sense. And I'm not sure who makes it, though. Does Naughty Dog continue making Uncharted games? No. Who makes the next Uncharted game? I don't know, but not Naughty Dog. Is Sucker Punch? (laughs) (laughs) What is Sucker Punch doing? Let's just give all of Naughty Dog's IPs that they're done with to Sucker Punch. Why not? Well, (laughs) (sighs) no, but... It makes sense for Uncharted to continue. It's it's definitely a cornerstone of PlayStation's first party stuff. It you know it'll be hard. The Lost Legacy will be a good bar for if people 
want a Uncharted game without Drake in it. However, it's almost not good because we, if you played Uncharted, you know Chloe and mm-hmm. you know Nadine from the last one. So they're already characters that you know. Um, how does it turn out with something new? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Where do you take Uncharted? You know, does Uncharted become a bigger thing, more of an open world thing? I think mm. an open world, I don't, you know, not everything needs to be open world, but an open world Uncharted could be pretty cool if you think about it. But like I said, I don't, I have no clue. I'm not who sure if I'd game. want that, honestly, but whatever. Well, I'm just thinking of it from the, it would, the only way I could be okay with it is if it still had that great Uncharted storytelling and moments in it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're, you know, I love the exploration of Uncharted, the puzzle solving of it, and putting that in open world, it could be cool. I'm not saying that I would all out want it, but if someone fucking knocked it out of the park, it could be cool. Mm. You would be doing a lot more climbing than you already do. Yeah. But it makes sense, and especially the way that Uncharted 4 ended with its epilogue, there's a lot of directions that they could go. There, there are, and... um just want to speak a little bit more on this game. Uh, there was an interview Eurogamer had with uh, the creative director on The Lost Legacy, Sean Eskage? 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 I don't know how to say his last name, but Sean. And they talked about a few things. Um, tried to explain that this is actually kind of more, more of a full-on game rather than a DLC that you'd think of. Um, and it's going to be priced somewhere in between. Um... I'm not sure what that means. They didn't say anything specific. I'd say like $40 probably for this. Um, They also said that if they wanted, when they figure out how to do an open world, well, that they might explore that, but they still, they haven't figured out a way to make Uncharted feel like Uncharted in an open world. Um, I, I'm just, I'm really excited for the Lost Legacy. I think it will stand alone well, very well because it's just like a completely separate story with these two characters off doing their own thing. Uh, I want more Chloe. Chloe's a great character. They said they explored trying to do things with other characters, and this is the one that made sense to them. So really excited to see where Sean brings this. Yeah. And the Lost Legacy is turning out to be almost a full-blown Uncharted game. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, I didn't know it, and it has the multiplayer from uncharted four mm-hmm. which is crazy i didn't know that and then naughty dog said they couldn't help themselves they made a 10 hour game mm-hmm. you know that's pretty cool and it's only 40 fucking dollars so if you're looking to you're on the fence about uncharted or something this one could be if a good you bought one the season in. pass earlier you got it fucking dirt cheap i think yeah. it was like 15 20 dollars something very like that. very cheap yeah mm. so I'm 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 excited for it too. It's a game that, you know, I kind of forget is happening, but every time I remember it's happening, and every time I see something, I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. you know, because it's going to be more of what you like about Uncharted, probably. But and I hope people don't sleep on this. I think I, th- I just have I have a bad feeling in my stomach that people are going to sleep on the Lost Legacy, but I would recommend that you check it out. Just just look at a few things before making that decision keep it in your mind yes mm. what characters would you have made a lost legacy out of 
I think Sam is a very interesting character. Like, what the fuck was he doing when he was dead? Yeah. Like, I think there's a lot more story to tell with Sam. And mm-hmm. even, like, post-Uncharted 4, I just think he's a fascinating character mm-hmm. that I would love to see more of. It, I would like to see them take... If they were to stick with the characters from Uncharted, I would like to see that... And, and continue no Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh, either... Either Chloe, because I like Chloe a lot, or Sam. Mm-hmm. I would like those two over the ending of Uncharted 4. Mm-hmm. Specifically. Now we're still not spoiling that. Over spoilers, Nate and Elena's daughter. Mm. Cassie, right? Yes. My cat. Mm, your cat. Yeah. Cat's name Cassie? Yeah. The big mm. the big fat white one. Mm. 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 Cassie, she won't be climbing anywhere. Nope, she can barely jump on my counter. Mm. That sounds like <laughs> sounds like a problem most cats don't have. No, definitely not. I I, I don't know. We don't feed her that much. She just gets fat. I mm. think she has low metabolism. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Mm. Who knows? You know, there's no. <laughs> God damn it! Transitions are hard. They are. But let's let's. Just let's just roll with it here. We got some news. Well, some revelations about why there were no indie games being shown at Sony's E3 conference. I know you didn't want to talk too much about E3, but this is kind of separate. This is yeah. more about a business strategy kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, Sony exec Jim Ryan was interviewed about this and uh, basically saying that indies don't matter as much anymore. Yeah, he he had some interesting things to say. I think he has good points, but his quote is taken a little bit out of context. He said, quote, You know, right now we have tons of indie content on the platform, and the fact that we elected with many other things such as Gran Turismo and PlayLink not to give it its own spot on the stage this week in no way means it's not important or it's not there or we don't worry about it. Uh, um." He then went on to explain that in 2017, Sony has a lot of other things to focus on rather than indies. And he said, uh, it was a indies were a good thing to talk about in 2013 or 14. It's less relevant now. We have VR to talk about now, for example. Hmm. Now, he also mentioned uh, that when indies are shown just in a montage in the middle of a um, conference, it's meaningless. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, you know, most people look at it as a waste of time. I think he has points, but I think the way he said it is awful. Mm-hmm. And that Sony should not let this fucking dude do interviews for a little while. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he said a lot of stupid shit in his in- interviews leading up to and around E3. Why would we do reverse compatibility? Yeah, like... Or backwards compatibility, rather. Saying that indies are less relevant now, I get his point that... But it makes... It just makes him sound like Sony doesn't give a shit about indies anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? And that they just kind of used them to mm. build their platform and get them a better image with gamers mm. for the launch of PS4. And 
you know, that, that might not have been his intent, but that's the way that you could very easily spin that, Mm -hmm. you know, that like, we don't give a flying fuck about you right now because we're selling so much. Mm-hmm. You're only on our platform because we have a lot of people on here mm. that could buy games. I, I I don't know, but it's just a shitty thing to to say. There's absolutely there's a better, better way. Ways to there's say a better that. way to explain why you don't have indies. You're like, oh, uh, yeah. did you see our show? We had a lot of stuff packed in there. Um, yeah. and I'm sure like they could have. I we didn't watch the pre-show, but I'm not sure if there were indies there. That might have been where they put put them. There's... I don't think there was a lot in that pre-show from what I heard. Mm-hmm. But there was smaller stuff, mm-hmm. definitely. And Like, there there are certain, like, they could have explained it, like, we'll promote them in other places, maybe not on an E3 stage, but there are other ways we can talk about indies. Yeah, or say, play, the PlayStation experience is where we talk about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Because that's just more relevant for that show. Mm-hmm. And also maybe say that, yeah, our first party lineup is really starting to come together in, over the next year or two on PlayStation 4 with AAA stuff. We just really wanted to showcase that mm-hmm. a little bit more. And we thought that was a little bit more of a focus. Just the way he said it is just terrible. And, you know, I, I don't know how you feel. The montages in the middle of conferences can and can't, like, Sometimes I find them interesting. Sometimes I don't. Mm -hmm. Uh, I liked how Microsoft did it this year because they did it. It wasn't super quick, uh, but they had the title of every single game on on the screen when they switched from game to game to game. And some of the games that they go through, you go, oh, I've heard of that game. That's cool. That's coming to to consoles now. You know, I might actually check it out because I thought, you know, that game was only on PC for a while. I don't play on PC, whatever. And then you go, Look that stuff up more, you know? It's not a waste of time if it's done right, in my opinion. Uh, But if you're just flashing a bunch of shit up there with no titles or anything, yeah, that can be a waste Mm -hmm. of time. And you don't have to devote a major section of it, but, you know, maybe just a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, just just maybe like three or four minutes here or there. Just like, it doesn't take that much time to highlight a couple of indies. Yeah. And... He mentioned too in his interview. He mentioned No Man's Sky, in it that they that they have highlighted indies before. And I don't know. I don't know if No Man's Sky was like a no, we're not doing this anymore with indies type of thing. But I, I doubt that. But Jim Ryan, man, hmm. there's better ways to say everything that you're trying to say because like you look at it and you go, I get your point, but you're not saying it right, and you should just stop talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If if I worked at Sony and I was a PR person, I would be fucking livid, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he could have said much worse, but he could have obviously said it much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, that's all we really have for the news this week. If you're looking on the PlayStation Store right now, we don't have the new games for you this week because it's been in e- E3 they don't have a compiled list for us and we're not going to do all that research because that's just that's too much work for this yeah. show <laughs> I mean two of the games we talked about though are probably two of the bigger games out this week which is Dungeon, Dungeon Defenders, Defenders and Next Machina yeah so those games are out this week you can check them out yeah and if you don't want to pay full price for games you probably don't want to buy new ones you want to buy the ones that are on sale and we have a banger of a sale this week double discounts for PlayStation Plus members 
but also discounts for anyone out there looking on the PlayStation Store. There are a lot of games here. Probably doesn't do you any good for us to read them all, but we can talk about a few of them. Fucking yeah. Battlefield 4. I was looking at Battlefield 4 today, and I was like, man, I miss Battlefield 4. Yeah. When's Battlefield 5? Yeah. Probably not happening because they have Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah. It might happen next year. They seem to be going back and forth. Mm. So, yeah, that's that's on a hefty discount there. Yeah, you can get the premium edition for twenty four dollars. And then there's Hardline. No one cares about Hardline. No, <laughs> uh, you can get Bioshock Collection for thirty dollars, which is a fucking steal. Mm. Bully is nine dollars. Mm. Mm. Uh, I ended up picking up both. Both Darksiders games. So Darksiders 2 is $6, and Darksiders 1 is $8. So I got them for fucking $14, Hmm. which is cheaper than that bundle that was already cheap. Yeah. (laughs) So that's cool. Oh, man. Let me think. Let me see what we got here. Oh, man. Farming Simulator 15. Holy hell. Wow. For 30 bucks. (laughs) Wow. I guess those games hold their value. Guess so. Somehow. Oh my god, all these Grand Theft Auto games. Yeah. Oh. Three San Andreas, the trilogy, Vice City, you'd get them all discounted heavily. Yeah. Uh Hitman, though, the whole season's on sale for twenty four dollars. I picked that up. Yeah. Hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to, to playing it. I, I got it on a sale a while ago for like thirty bucks, but still, either way. Oh yeah. I'm I'm excited out. to dive into that. Lots of Kung Fu Panda shit. What the hell is... Why is there so much Kung Fu Panda? I don't know. Everything's 50 cents. Yeah, it must be fucking avatars or some of that. They should not freaking be selling avatars. Whatever. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Could get... uh, What do we have here? Mighty Number 9. For six bucks if you want to just throw your money away. Yeah. A hot PlayStation 4 exclusive, the Lego Harry Potter Collections, $12. Is that a PlayStation exclusive? Yeah. it's So those games came out on every platform under the sun last generation mm-hmm. in two versions. It was like years one to four and five to eight or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, so, and then they remastered and brought them to PlayStation 4, but only PlayStation 4. Hmm. Kind of weird. Strange. Kind of an interesting nugget of the generation so far. Mm. Make some nuggets in Overcooked. Yeah. For 10 bucks. Wow. That is a great fucking price for that. Mm-mm. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> Sniper oh. Warrior Ghost Warrior 3 for $42. There you go. That's a game that came out a few months ago. Yeah. Um... Let's see what else. What else we got here? We got a lot of the games. Yeah, get The Witcher Three, oh, Wild yeah. Hunt Complete Edition for twenty five bucks. That's a lot of game for twenty five bucks. Yeah, or the Division Premium Credits Edition for thirty six dollars. Mm. An old school Rockstar game, The Warriors, for nine dollars. Oh boy, Trackmania Turbo sixteen bucks. Trials Fusion six dollars. Few versions of Trials. On sale, actually. It's pretty cool. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. There's just a lot of games on sale right now. You should definitely go check it out. And there's like five Vita games on yep. sale. Crypt of the Necrodancer, which I believe is some roguelike game. I'm getting tired yeah. of roguelike games, personally. I can't get into them. 
it's just something about them. Just I just feel like off. they aren't they. It's it's cool that you can procedurally generate something, but it's never any. It's never better than actually designing a level. Yes, and I agree with you, and that is probably the biggest reason why those games are turn off for me. It's all. It's always. It's either like a bunch of rooms or some uninteresting. Yeah things and also i mean this is just definitely my opinion on this because i feel it's the opposite of what the appeal of those games are it's a progress thing Mm -hmm. i don't want to go through and do a bunch of shit and lose my progress that's just going to piss me off Mm -hmm. i don't care if it's a run thing and it gets intense i i know it's like the opposite of what roguelites are about Mm. roguelikes lights Mm. it's all fucking confusing Mm. yeah but yeah, those there's yeah, there's a huge sale. Go check it out on the PSN store. There's also a bunch of movies there that we didn't talk about. Cause we don't talk about movies that much. I don't watch very many movies. I I you know, the new Transformers is out this weekend. I don't give a fuck about it. But I'm kind of confused now because the trailers on TV say it's the final chapter. Hmm. But I thought they were making like three more of them. Hmm. Plus spin-offs. I just thought they were making more movies. I don't fucking know. Who knows? That movie's getting really bad reviews. Hmm. Unsurprisingly. Why don't we have a chat? What do you want to talk about, baby? About just about every game coming out until the rest of the year. That's oh. known right now as their release dates are. Oh. Right now. Oh, boy. Let's do that. Let's do that. That, that sounds like a we, conversation we can have. There's obviously a lot of games. We don't have to talk about every single one of them because um, there is a lot of shit. So I'm going to talk about stuff that starts coming out next week. Mm. So what do we got next week? Danganronpa, another episode. Ultra, Spare, Ultra Despair Girls, June 27th. Not sure what that one is. Valkyria Revolution. Oh, yeah. Which is, I guess, the new Val- Valkyria game. Mm-hmm. That's on PS4 and Vita, June 27th. The Golf Club 2, June 27th. Elite Dangerous finally comes to oh, PS4. Oh, yes. June 27th. And then also, next Friday, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Mm. Mm. On June 30th. I am so stoked for that. Let's, as we go through this, let's, uh, let's have our pick of the week each week. Yeah. So that So next week... It's hard. I want to say crash, but I I'm just more I'm itching more for Elite Dangerous right now. Yeah, I, you know that's fair. I, I I'm just really hoping that those crash games turn out to to be good remakes of them. Mm. Super excited about that. July Final Fantasy twelve, the Zodiac Age, July eleventh on PS4. Are you excited for that one? See that's you like that's, twelve. I have never played twelve. You haven't played a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, that's that's what the hell. See that that's a weird one because it came out at the end of the PS2, yeah. and I think I've already mo- I'd already moved on by the time yeah. I would have been able to play that. Yeah, this is a good remaster. I think mm-hmm. to it's smart to bring this game back out. So, um, let's see here. Um, just checking out some shit. Fate. Extelia, the Umbral Star, July 25th. Mm. Get some hot shit there. Pyre. Oh, July Pyre, 25th. super giant baby. Yeah. Mm. That's that's awesome. Very excited for that. 
Um, there's a few other things in July, uh, like Hey Pikmin. Oh. If you want that. Uh, August, Tacoma, August 2nd, which that's only on Xbox and PC, but hopefully that'll come to PS4 eventually. That game looks pretty neat. Uh, a game that I'm... There's two games on... There's three games total. Two that I'm looking forward to on August 8th. One is Hellblade, Send You a Sacrifice, which is by the team that did uh, Heavenly Sword, Enslaved, and DMC Devil May Cry, you know, character action games. This game's sounding super interesting because it's getting into, like, mental health and all that stuff. I'm excited for it, and I really, really hope they nail that game. Um, Lawbreakers comes out on PS4 that day. That game could be cool, man. Could be. Could be a lot of fucking Cliffy fun. B. Yeah. Giving uh, it to us. I'm excited to play a new Cliffy B game. He hasn't made a new IP like that in a long time. So cool. To, uh, I'm interested to see how that game will stack up in the multiplayer community if it'll have legs and, and all that stuff like an Overwatch type of thing. Um, and then Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 on August 8th as well. Oh, yeah. They are making another collection. Yeah. So this has Mega Man's 7 to 10. All right. So, Agents of Mayhem, August 15th. City Skylines comes to PS4 August 15th. Matterfall, August 15th. And Sonic Mania, August 15th. Baby. Things are hitting hard in just August. Mm. Yeah, I mean, some of those games are looking cool. Agents of Mayhem could be cool. I mean, I I haven't been in the Saints Row since 2, and this is sort of like Saints Row 4-ish. But it could be fun. Uh, City Skylines, I've heard a lot of good things about. Matterfall is a Housemark game. That'll hopefully turn out really well. And Sonic Mania is actually looking kind of good for a Sonic game. You can create your own original character. Yeah. <laughs> then that, the following week, we have Uncharted The Lost Legacy on PS4, August 22nd. Madden NFL 18, August 25th. Could be cool. I'm interested to see how that story mode turns out for that game. Uh, Absolver on PS4, August 29th, which is that kind of fighting game. Yeah. Is, it, is that by Devolver Digital? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that game looks interesting. Everybody's Golf on August 29th, which is Hot Shots Golf that they've rebranded. Uh, apparently, that game is weird. Like, mm-hmm. you can actually walk around in between, you know, holes. Mm-hmm. It's good and kind of weird. You can go fishing. I don't know. That's a game that they talked about in their pre- E3 show. Uh, Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle on the Switch. Oh, yeah. Just mm. just want to throw mm. it out there. That game looks fucking crazy. Mario XCOM. Yeah. Here's a game that, I don't know, you might be into. It looks interesting to me. Pillars of Eternity. Okay. So, coming to PS4 August So here's, here's the thing. I've, I'm already knee-deep in a okay. Pillars of Eternity run on my on this here PC. There you go. So, yeah. It's... I'm not going to buy it again because I'm not that I'm even though there are going to be trophies. I'm not that guy who will just who will just do it. Mm-hmm. Not not for this game anyway, not, unless it really prompts me to want to do like another playthrough. But yeah, it's so far I've been playing it. I really enjoy it. It's an old school like CRPG, right? Yep. Yeah. You don't play many of those, do you? No, but they've always intrigued me like uh, Divinity and this uh, Wasteland. Like you should hold another. off and get Divinity Original Sin 2 so we can play co-op. Yeah, that might be a thing. Uh, 
XCOM 2 War of the Chosen, which is the expansion for XCOM 2. It's only on PC, but I imagine that'll come to PS4 eventually. Yakuza Kiwami on PS4, August 29th. Uh, and then Life is Strange Before the Storm, Episode 1, August 31st. Oh, man, August. Mm, and it just keeps going, dude. September, NAC 2, September 5th. <laughs> I forgot that game existed. Yeah. Destiny 2, which release date actually got bumped up to September 6th, which is a Wednesday, which huh. is just bizarre. Why? I have never seen a game push its release date up, even if it's only two days. I, I don't know, because I thought... They announced September 6th in that trailer on Sony's show. I thought that might just be the PS4 version because, you know, they have marketing and mm-hmm. exclusive stuff. I, but, yeah, the whole That's whole a strange shebang. day to release a game. Yeah. Uh, NASCAR Heat 2 on PS4 September 12th. Get your NASCAR on. Mm. Pro Evolution Soccer 2018 September 12th. Do you like those games? Never played any of them. There you go. I also don't play any sports games now that Rocket League is <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, Divinity Original Sin 2, September 14th. Uh, this list here says PC only. Oh, that, yeah. So it might be later. It might be later. Until for... that game comes mm. to consoles. September 15th, Dishonored, Death of the Outsider. Uh, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, September 19th. NBA 2K18, September 19th. Um, Danganronpa V3 Killing Harmony on PS4 and Vita September 26th FIFA 18 September 29th dude I can tell you just in August and September there are so many games in that month that mm-hmm. seem interesting to me a lot of smaller games which mm-hmm. is cool they're kind of all getting out before things really hit in October oh god Oct- we, we've talked about October before but yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get into it yeah um, Middle Earth Shadow of War October 10th. Baby. We're excited for that one. Mm. Evil Within 2, October 13th. Mm, a Friday the 13th. Yeah. South Park, The Fractured But Whole, October 17th. If we want to believe it. <laughs> yeah. The biggest day of the year, Assassin's Creed Origins, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, and Super Mario Odyssey all launch on October 27th. God damn. Are any of those getting delayed? I don't think anyone does. I don't, I don't think, think anyone backs do. down. I don't think they do. I know Nintendo won't. Assassin's Creed's probably ready. Mm-hmm. And Bethesda's pretty good with dates, too. I think Wolfenstein's going to be ready as well. So it's just the, those, a huge day. None of them back down. Like yeah. it's mm. Then keeps rolling into November. The following week, Call of Duty, Call of Duty World War II. November 3rd. Really excited. I saw some uh, multiplayer footage yeah. go out. Yeah. That Looking looks good. really good. Yeah. I'm, mm. I'm excited mm-hmm. to sink my teats into Call of Duty like that. Sink yeah. your teats. Yeah, sink my teats just <laughs> all in that face. Nice and bloody. The Xbox One X launches November 7th. Be interesting mm. to see what kind of dent that makes in anything, you know, in the games industry, if, if at all. Need for Speed Payback. November 10th, Nino Kuni 2, November 10th, which I don't understand why this game's launching in November. But, you know, I just feel like this is a, an amazing, like, January or February game. Mm-hmm. It'll have its own time to shine a little bit more. It'll be out of the way of everything. And it's also, it's launching after a lot of shit. Yeah. Who knows if people are going to still 
you know, I know it has its own audience. It's a JRPG, and there's people that kind of just look forward to that stuff that might not be playing Call of Duty or Destiny or something. But still, kind of in a weird time for a game like that to launch. And then the final game that we know so far of this year is Star Wars Battlefront 2, November 17th. Man. That is a fucking year. It and is. If, and if all these games hit, or even most of them, and they turn out to be good, man, this seriously could be in You're a gonna have contender. some busy thumbs. Yeah, and it could be a, a contender, in my opinion, for one of the greatest years ever for video games. Yeah, it's going to be hard when, at the end of the year putting together lists. Yeah. Because there are a lot of games doing a lot of really good things differently, like soundtracks. There are a lot of good like visual art styles. Yeah. It's just we're getting a, a lot of everything. It's you you said it earlier, we're in the meat and potatoes of this generation and it's never been a better time to play games at no. all. Like there's I don't remember a time that I've looked forward to just any week of the year. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, it's almost any week from here on out, there could be something very cool. Mm-hmm. And that's that I've never experienced that in there, video games. See, we're used to there being like a lull in games between when a lot of games would come out. And now games are just coming out all year long. And yeah. there is no time to catch up on your backlog. Yep. You just have to look forward. You, I, I've had to I have a wish list of games that I wanted to buy. And then just thinking about what's coming out this year, I just took things off my wish list. So I'm like, I'm never going to have time to play that. Never going to have time yeah. to play that. It's it's yeah. it's a little bit sad, but it's also really awesome to see what we're, what we have to look forward to. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of the best first world problems to have. <laughs> yeah. You know, of like there's too many video games for me to play. They're all too good. Mm. But no, I feel you. I mean especially as you get older, you have a lot less time. And, you know, I've had to look at things and just be like, I'm not going to have time to play that. That sucks. I really mm-hmm. want to play it, but not going to have time. You yeah. Know? Um, but it's it's going to be, going to be a fun rest of the year. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I fucked up. I missed one piece of news that I just wanted to talk about briefly in the show. Um, esports, seem to be coming more mainstream. NBC Sports is picking up Rocket League, uh, doing a Rocket League esports event, a 2v2 tournament for a share of a $100,000 prize. Going to be televised. Rocket League. On NBC breaking, Sports. It's breaking awesome. the barrier of esports to bring it to the mainstream. I think it's a simple enough game that people will be able to follow it. Yeah. Unlike a lot of other games, for all those other strategies and stuff. Rocket League seems to be more purely about like positioning and and just skill ability. Yeah, and I think and it's teamwork. way better for TV too. Yeah, because it, when you turn it on and you're just watching out of curiosity, you can see, you see there's, somebody. There's do, a simple objective. Yeah, and you see somebody do something insane. Mm-hmm. There you go, and and it's you know Rocket League is based off of a game that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. You know, it's perfect. It's great for that game but also for games pushing into the mainstream for a more competitive aspect like that Mm -hmm. to me it's definitely a better game 
than, say, a MOBA. Yeah, it, it it's definitely an easier to follow game. Like yes. the rules are yeah. right there. There there isn't you don't have to learn how different characters work. You just have to know these cars are doing these little they're doing these tricks to get to the get to the ball. They're they're passing to each other. It's it's a very simple th- concept to follow rather than oh, are they going to go to this route like in CS:GO if they're going to take cover behind this how the maps are arranged. It's a very simple Rocket League is very simple. It's like the same shape of map every time you watch it. And it's just, it's the same game. It doesn't, it doesn't have all these different moving parts about it. I agree. Yes. Rocket League, man, get more and more popular. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about all we have for you for the show this week. Remember, if you want to send us questions comments or concerns please i don't care about your concerns so we're doing fine um you can send them to us at our email address at playstation report podcast at gmail.com or at ps report podcast on twitter if you want to reach out to us individually you can find me at the arctic sloth and you can find tyler at plugged on vids that's his youtube channel you should go watch his youtube channel we're no longer on his YouTube channel because videos just take so long, especially long podcasts to export, to upload. It's just not worth it. So if you have a friend who's been watching on the YouTube, kindly tell them that they should subscribe to the audio version. Leave us reviews on iTunes, Google Play, whatever podcast service you use. That helps. Yeah. Definitely uh, spread the word. You know, five stars, baby. Yeah. And and also, you know, with the video version, like if if for some reason people start clamoring for it in the future, that's something we could, you know, mm-hmm. think about bringing back. Just, for now, we just currently don't see the demand or hear the demand for it. Right. So we're just going to take a break on that. It's a lot less work on us and it allows us to maybe do a few audio tricks you might see in the future. Yeah. It It'll allows us to just make a better audio show. Yeah. And that's where most of you are listening anyway. And we thank you for listening. Yes. Each and every week here. This has been the PlayStation Report. I think this is 67. Correct. Yeah. Episode 67. And we will have more for you next week. Till then. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. Life will go on. Life finds a way. Let's go play some next mock. Yeah. Let's do that. We out. See you.